as the United States becomes more diverse, there's a new aspect of philanthropy that can help you with your fundraising. Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich. This is the first day from the fundraising school, and I'm joined by my colleague, Dr. Sharik Siddiq, who is the executive director of Arnova, a wonderful research organization in the nonprofit sector, but also the founding director of the Muslim Philanthropy Initiative. And Sharik is here to help us understand uh, about fundraising with our Muslim neighbors. And Shark, what is distinct about Muslim philanthropy that led you to create this initiative? Sure. Bill, thank you very much for having me yes. here today. Um, philanthropy in the Muslim world and especially in the Muslim community in the United States is growing. Um, and one of the interesting things about uh, the Muslim faith is that philanthropy, just like Christianity and Judaism, is central to the faith. Mm -hmm. So in order for you to practice your faith or live your faith, it's required that you give away money, whether it's zakat, which is a required tithing, or sadaqah, which is much more broad in general. And because, in fact, if you think about the five pillars of Islam, Zakat and, and charity is considered to be one of the most important. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So as we see the number of growing number of Muslims in this country, they need people that they can partner with in order to fulfill that religious task. Can you help our fundraisers understand if they meet somebody of the Christian faith who's tithing, that charitable gift may or may not go to the congregation. It could go out to society and out to the mm -hmm. community. Uh, with our Jewish neighbors, with their sadaqa, same thing. It could go within the temple or out to the community. Within the Muslim faith and tradition, is the charitable giving stay within the faith, or does this charitable giving also go out to the community? Um, actually, there's a diverse opinion about this. Mm. So we have two forms popularly known. One is zakat. Mm -hmm. Zakat is what we would consider in the Christian faith tithing. Okay. So Muslims are required to give 2.5% of their wealth and every year away to charity for okay. nine specific causes. Okay. And there are those scholars that believe that it should stay within the faith. But there are those that say that, no, in fact, it's for poverty alleviation mm -hmm. or uh, and issues beyond that. And so it's really important that uh, fundraisers especially know those nine categories. It's for poverty alleviation, feeding the poor, and so on. Mm -hmm. There's a more uh, broader version called sadaka or okay. sadaka. It's similar to the roots in the Jewish t uh, tradition. Okay. Um, and that is basically anything that you give away for the love of God. And that can be given to anybody that you want. And in fact, sadaqah is what majority of the giving within the Muslim community comes in sadaqah because of the fact that it is it, a lot, it, doesn't, it hasn't, doesn't have to be calculated like a tax, uh, mm -hmm. as you would in tithing, but then there's a lot of flexibility in who you give it to. Now, something I've learned from Sharik already, as he has spoken about Muslim philanthropy at various events hosted by the Fundraising School, there's a timing issue here. A lot of us as fundraisers are thinking, you know, end of the year, November, December, the data show us as much as 40% of charitable giving happens from individuals. And that may happen from our neighbors who are Muslim, but also maybe not because some of the giving is aligned with Muslim holidays that at least in the U.S. calendar aren't at the end of the year. Help us understand that. Absolutely. So the Muslim uh, faith is follows a lunar calendar, which is 11 days less than the Gre okay. Gregorian solar calendar. So one big confusion for us as fundraisers is when is Ramadan this year, right? Yeah. So first, it's, so it's really important to know uh, what the calendar is because it changes by 11 days every year. The second aspect is that Muslims give the most of their wealth during Ramadan. 
It's the, it's the month where for 30 days, Muslims fast from sunup to sundown. And what, they have, what we believe as Muslims is that during that time, the wealth that you give away gets you greater blessings. So people may have, may actually write the check in December, mm -hmm. but they allocate it in, in Ramadan. And so therefore it's really important. This year, for example, in 2018, uh, Ramadan will start on May 16th and end on June 16th. So those of us who are waiting till the end of to, to waiting till December to reach out to those Muslim, uh, Muslim donors may, have, may be out of uh, the opportunity to raise that kind of money. And so be watching your calendars. Uh, Ramadan, uh, based on our solar calendar, starts about a week and a half earlier compared to the year before as you're doing your fundraising planning. And of course, you're doing some of this work in the United States, but also worldwide. What are you seeing in Saudi Arabia and other Muslim uh, prominent nations as it relates to philanthropy? Sure. So, you know, one of the interesting things around the world is that uh, philanthropy continues to grow. And governments, as resources are fewer and fewer, governments are pushing philanthropy. Uh, so governments push philanthropy and are, uh, are really wanting to encourage them. Yeah. And so that's good for, uh, for those of us that are interested yes. in raising money. One of the things that I also am looking at is that across the world, people are looking to uh, American institutions as ways to partner in terms of creating best practices. And so there are great opportunities for collaboration if you're in human services or education and so on. But there are also great opportunities if you are a fundraising organization and want to partner with them. So in Saudi Arabia, for example, we have the training. We've just trained 50 certified fundraising managers from the Lilly School of Philanthropy. And we're on track for another 100 this year. And to show how the world is changing at those trainings, women were included, women instructors. It's just, again, part of this uh, philanthropic change that we're seeing across the world, including amongst our neighbors who are Muslim. Back here in the States, what type of technical assistance are you providing as Muslim communities are becoming more philanthropically active out in their communities? Absolutely. Two or three things. First, of course, we have fundraising courses that where we are the fundraising school courses that we are helping nonprofit organizations because one of the things that our research shows is that not Muslim nonprofits lack capacity and specifically capacity within fundraising and development. And so our belief is that by training more in Muslim nonprofit organizations, they'll be, be able to do more with less. The second piece is is on the supply side we are having more conversations with Muslim donors to talk about giving philanthropy strategically. There's great deal of interest of giving money away, but Muslim donors, because the nonprofits that are asking them money are largely Muslim uh, uh, donors from out, fund organizations from outside of the Muslim community right. have not been engaged as yet. So what's happening is that those within the sector, within the Muslim nonprofit sector, lack that capacity. And if they're asking not, if they're not asking appropriately or efficiently or effectively, Muslims are giving less. And we've seen those studies. So what we're hoping is talking to donors and to think about giving more strategically and thinking about giving in terms of much more broadly. So you're not just thinking about those donors that are knocking, fund organizations that are knocking on your door, but you're going out and thinking intentionally of which of the broader organizations that can uh, reach out to them. So that's the second. 
The third piece is we just don't know enough about Muslim philanthropy. And so we've established a journal with Indiana University Press, a book series, a symposium on Muslim philanthropy. Zakat is so important, but the understanding of Zakat is a few hundred years old. So Indiana University, the Lilly Family School of Philanthropy, starting spring of 2019, is starting an annual interdisciplinary conference on Zakat. And so the goal is through education, research, and training, we can sort of push this field and help the sector more broadly. The Muslim Philanthropy Initiative is part of the Lake Institute on Faith and Giving at the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy. And Shark, it sounds like what you're doing is helping our neighbors who are Muslim uh, become more integrated into the philanthropic landscape here in the United States and across the world, but also helping fundraisers understand how they can intersect with our Muslim neighbors. Uh, how would you sum up your advice for fundraisers? I mean, I would say people are people, and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm always gonna try to do my best to understand the motivations of a donor, but how might you sum up advice for a fundraiser who, who has wonderful prospective donors who they know are are observant in the Muslim faith on how to cultivate and develop that relationship. Absolutely. Know the calendar. Know mm -hmm. when they want you to have those conversations with them. And it's usually during Ramadan or it's usually around the Hajj period. So know that calendar because that knows that you they that way they know that you know what they need. The second thing is know why they give, right? Mm -hmm. Broadly, you'll have that as major gift officers, we constantly are having conversation with our donors to figure out what's important to them, right? But also know what are the theological underpinnings? What are the nine categories of zakat? Mm -hmm. What are things that are important? And how does your organization fit within, that, uh, within those categories? Because if you do, there's an opportunity here, right? And the third thing is, and we've done some interesting case study research, what we have found is that those organizations that engage with Muslim donors on a much, just as we would with any other donors, having relationships, meeting conversations, doing that major gift stewardship that we're used to, they will give year-round. They won't wait till Ramadan, but they, they may pledge during Ramadan, but they, they engage year-round. And a lot of our really effective Muslim nonprofits that we're doing case studies on, they actually have a paradigm where during the Ramadan month, they're really focused on stewardship mm. and focused on conversation and the more generative kind of spiritual conversations. And the remaining 11 months, they're getting money. So, yeah. so, so there is based on, if you think about our own courses on principles and mm. techniques, major gifts and so on, a lot of that paradigm sort of aligns with what we're seeing. The key thing is know the theological underpinnings, know, know the Muslim calendar, and eventually just get to know them like you would any other person. And you know, that is the big picture point here. Our colleague, Dr. Lilia Wagner, has written a wonderful book called Diversity in Fundraising. And she says, as you develop a relationship with somebody whose culture is different from yours and it becomes a trusting relationship, just ask, That's right. just ask and say, help me understand about your religious faith. Help me understand about your calendar uh, and your cultural history. Uh, and that is a great way to start building bonds uh, as again, we become a much more diverse society here in the States and of course with opportunities internationally. There's more information on our school's website at the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy. Uh, for the fundraising school, that is philanthropy.iupui.edu forward slash the fundraising school. We have quarterly webinars, as well as this weekly podcast, and opportunities for you to take courses, all of which you can also access through our app. We have learned so much from my colleague, Dr. Sharik Sadiq of the Muslim Philanthropy Initiative, and you are now up to date on this first day from the Fundraising School. Mm -hmm.